Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. To get the next big win, you've got to really know your customer. You've got to find out what the pain points are. You've got to let them identify those through curiosity and then help lead them to what they, they stand to gain personally and professionally and at the company. And if you, if you can accomplish those things, you'll, you'll definitely have your next big deal. My guest today is a senior enterprise account executive at Microsoft and currently a gold member of the Untap Your Sales Potential Coaching Program. Introducing Jonathan Mack. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tanvir. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's good to have you. We got to meet for the first time at the uh, Spring Mastermind, and you just brought a great personality, a great attitude to the mastermind that we had back then. Um, and I'm excited just to learn more about your experience in the program during, since, you know, and all of the above. Tell us a little bit to start about your sales origin story. How did you get started in sales, and how did you work with your work your way through your career? Yeah, I mean, um, sales to be is something that kind of comes naturally. I'd say it really started uh, in elementary school when I was just getting like uh, these toothpicks back in the day and putting cinnamon sugar on it and trying to resell stuff from my parents' kitchen and coming up with creative inventions. And then um, I did some cold calling in college, worked for Dell for a call center, um, alumni donations. Um, and then you know, I ended up having about a 10-year engineering and business development career um, with a large oil and gas firm and really enjoyed working with customers and solving problems. Initially, it was engineering and then kind of went back to school, got my MBA and pivoted to more business problems, which was really my um, calling, if you will. And then um, after after the 10 years in oil and gas, I... Uh, then ended up going into technology. This was about 2016. Oil and gas industry was going down, but the rest of the economy was doing really well. Um, I have my undergrad in EE, so tech's always been kind of a hobby and passion of mine. Um, I won't go through the story of how I got into and ended up doing oil and gas for a decade um, for the purposes of you know this, this program and, and my tech career. I found a calling with tech and wanting to do sales um, right after business school. I spent a year with Dell in a little bit more technical role, came to Microsoft um, 2018, then joined as a um, technology strategist. Within about a year, I moved into an AE position, which is where I've, I've really been in since then. But the last um, four years, the first three was as a corporate AE. So it was much more uh, transactional, you know, I think, anywhere from 20 to 50 accounts. Um, there were some, we'll call it strategic type of deals, uh, bigger deals within that space, but I kind of recognized moving from that role to the enterprise role over the last year and a half or so, that there was gonna be a much bigger change and shift um, moving down to only five or six accounts and having to do so at a different level of what larger customers expect. Um, and then, you know, I kind of found within the space that I was in, there's really not 
formal training out there for enterprise sales. It's kind of a try and fail approach. You can get books and watch YouTube videos, which I was doing at the time. Um, and then talking to people who are successful and trying to get these little nuggets, as I call them, from conferences and people over time. Uh, but what I found is, you know, joining a, a more structured program allows me to accelerate the time to to build my growth. So I, I kind of answered maybe a, a question you hadn't asked yet, but it, it kind of naturally led me as I moved to larger, more strategic accounts towards my passion, which is really getting deeply into a business problem with the customer, uh, working with people, building relationships and having long-term relationships. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And as you were going through, as you were building up, obviously you're, you're acquiring more and more skill sets, mm -hmm. but you got to this point where you came to us, right? And you wanted to be a part of this program. Why did you originally join the program and where were you? What challenges were you going through um, before you decided to, to do coaching with us? Yeah. So it, um, making the shift from some technology roles to a, the corporate AE role was fairly easy for me. And um, towards the end of my three years in that position, I became really good at doing that. In fact, I was number one on my team in mid-market my last year in corporate sales. But while I was doing that, I was aggressively interviewing for enterprise roles as an AE uh, because that's that's like I said, my ultimate goal is to really probably keep moving down until I only have one account. Um, and to do that, I gathered from working with enough interviewing managers and AEs, I sensed that there was a, a kind of a gap in skills that I needed. I started following Ian probably six months, maybe when he started posting LinkedIn videos and following him. I'd also uh, kind of followed some of the other um we'll say other people in the space that were really good at, at SaaS enterprise sales. Um, and then I think, did you ask why I picked this specific program? Yeah. In terms of sort of like the, the challenges that you were going through at the time that, that got you to enroll with us and why did you end up enrolling with, with untap, um, you know, versus the other ones you might've looked at? Yeah. So the challenge was, um, my first quarter, as an enterprise AE was about August of last year, 2022. First quarter, like quarter in, um, I looked at the the quotas, the numbers, um, and kind of the white space. And you know, I was I was definitely scared a little bit because I was taking over all new accounts. I had a brand new team, new manager. The bigger thing was I have very few customers to deal with, and um, that was one piece. So there was kind of the professional one. And then I'd say in parallel with that, um, the velocity was much slower. So there's a lot more, um, downtime, if you want to call it that, or white space on your calendar versus corporate. And I kind of struggled with that having direction, um, with what I should be doing in that, in that space. Uh, because I was used to very, there's so much incoming when you have 40 plus customers, you don't really have to think about proactively strategizing. I mean, you're really just reacting and being opportunistic as things come up. Mm -hmm. um, so that shift of business coming to me to, I need to reach out 
and I probably did a couple months on my own with my team, uh, but it didn't have the same, I didn't see the same success. Cold or warm emails, just prospecting, being kind of, we will call it almost a typical salesperson, kind of like, hey, let's meet, right? Not having a fully formed agenda. Hey, you didn't see this. I was used to leveraging the platform of Microsoft, which is in our mid-market, um, that generally gets gets a meeting with an IT director or a CIO pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the enterprise space, that didn't happen. So that started kind of affecting my psyche a little bit, combined with more white space and less direction. So I started seeking out uh, some of the training more. Um, Ian specifically caught my attention because he wasn't just looking at sales skills. He was talking about personal development and uh, kind of just overall mental and physical well-being holistically. That really spoke to me because I'd done some personal development stuff probably the year before. I've been in um, some masterminds for um, pursuits kind of outside of work. And so I, I saw the benefit of those programs. And then when I saw Ian's background specifically, and then the, his kind of niche in this space, that made it pretty easy for me. Gotcha. And since then, you've seen a lot of changes in your career. Um, obviously, a lot of great wins, which we'll talk about and we'll get into later. But how would you say you've changed as a seller? Uh, like Kind of like a before and after picture, how you used to do things before joining the program versus your approach now. What's What's been the biggest changes that you've seen? So there's several, but just to kind of distill to maybe the the top three, I'll say a good chunk of the time over about the last year has been more on the personal development front, Um, working one-on-one with Ian, of course, sales skills and things. But I think um, the first one is really being input focus over outcome. That was huge. A A mindset from if I know the right things to do, I do the right habits, I'm efficient with my time. And secondarily, I approach customers in the right way. So this gets to the second one, um, having deeper empathy and understanding for customers and other people and knowing how to um, put that together in a compelling way that builds value for them. Those two things together, um, came from all of the things we worked on. And that led to a lot more satisfaction, which creates a nice cycle of, I'm working on the right things, I'm building pipeline, I'm doing so in a way that um, doesn't have me working, you know, six, seven days a week or overly stressed, or conversely, um, checking out, because I know what I need to be doing. And I'm less concerned about, hey, is this going to happen in one month one quarter or six months, I know it's going to lead to the right results if I focus on the input. Mm -hmm. So you did quite a bit of personal development work when you first joined, and uh, that obviously created a ton of momentum for you. When it came to the selling skills in particular, which areas did you see the needle move the furthest and the most? um, And how did that reflect back on your career at Microsoft? Some of the biggest things were really some of the tools and frameworks that um, Ian covered the last couple of months after that deep personal development. So I want to add to that a little bit more is um, addition by subtraction, one of the things he talks about. So being able to pull the things that don't matter 
out of my life, whether it's personal or professional, and getting really laser focused on what I want to achieve mm-hmm. professionally, which is also tied to my personal goals. That's the first thing. Getting that, I think, is critical to being having a clear mind to fully apply those sales principles. The sales principles that resonated with me, um, he has a, a strategic account planning template. Um, that's one of the things, just going through that with my full team in an organized approach. Believe it or not, that's something kind of small that um, not a lot of companies do well. It's typically kind of a scattergun approach or scattershot approach. And then the second thing is um, probably what he finished with called this the yo-yo selling, which is, you could almost say, the pinnacle of everything coming together. Um, I certainly didn't absorb 100% of everything that he did, which gets into why you know, I'm, I need more time to apply practice and master those principles. But um, time blocking, 12-week year, I would call those sales strategies, although they're also good in life, um, allow me to be focused and achieve more. And then some of the tools, like the account planning tool um, and then the yo-yo selling framework have helped me on going after larger deals. Yeah, that's awesome. The, that yo-yo selling um, is something that can apply for a lot of people. Um, I think we have a free training for that on our on our YouTube channel. Um, but you saw this reflect and manifest directly into your role. You know, you were to apply to you were able to apply some of these principles um, to your deals, to some of your active deals, um, and as a result, see some really great results. Can you tell us about your you know big wins that you got as a result of this program and how that came about? I would say some of the big things that um, I've achieved so far have been really the last couple of months. Um, so the first thing I'll say actually is is doing the building executive relationships. I'm going to call that a win, making it about the customer. Uh, some of these things, you know, I've kind of internalized being um, interested, not interesting, right? I mean, just showing up with a more unstructured, open agenda that makes it about the customer and less about me, about that person's specific problems and pain points. And I can give you a specific example. Um, I recently had a conversation with a CIO and uh, he's looking at moving to cloud. He's already got some some items that are, are in the cloud. And, you know, in, in my role, my job is to try to, to move customers to cloud. Obviously, we have time targets and there's, an, there's kind of agenda, right, on Microsoft or any cloud provider's side to move customers sooner. But... Timing isn't always going to work out. That's one thing is timing. And the second thing is really listening and understanding the pain points. And so I had a conscious shift from my first conversation roughly the springtime to maybe about a month ago is I put some of the key things that almost a hypothesis that I thought were problems based on conversations I'd had within the organization, but I didn't go in with an agenda. It was more of, hey, these are the things that I I believe to be true and really just ask questions from a place of curiosity 
And that led to, you know, the customer sharing openly his pain points, which included some of the things that were on my agenda and also other things that I wasn't aware of. And I think just approaching it that way instead of, hey, I want to talk about A, B, and C deal, um, led him to be frank. And then um, and then taking some of the other things I've learned in Ian's course around how you go from here's an executive pain point to here's a um, really a path or a framework on how we can help with that led to a meeting, which I have coming up in the near future to look at analyzing their entire uh, on-prem environment and being a trusted advisor to this company um, for potential migration to cloud. And when we do a good job, we'll be able to give an executive readout that allows the CIO to make a business case to the board. Um, so that's, I would call that a, a huge win, right? And, and just being able to carry the conversation in a way that makes it about the person you're talking to. Um, another one, a much, uh, we'll say another example, just um, kind of a, a, a small win, but very important is uh, working with a C-level exec at another customer of mine, um, leveraging open AI, right? It's a very uh, big thing for the industry and obviously Microsoft with their investments. Mm -hmm. um, talking to some of the, the business executives at this customer, um, creating an agenda that goes through their needs and identifies sponsors. Again, this is yo-yo selling, right? I'm doing this right now is these are the exact sponsors. I'm mapping out these are the people that are actually going to put it to work. And then the, the most important thing, and I'm actually um, impressing some of this on my business sellers, business application ones, because um, not every team does this, is we need to push for deep discovery at the beginning. The customer asked in the first meeting, hey, Microsoft, come and do a demo. We're interested in this product. I said, no, <laughs> we're not going to do a demo. We need to just sell the idea of doing discovery. Otherwise, it's not a real opportunity. Yeah. So the path to getting that exact sponsorship for the invitation took a long time. And if I hadn't kind of pushed back on, hey, we need to do deep discovery, we need to build a framework on how to engage and qualify it as a real opportunity, in spite of all the work that's been done so far, you know, we could um, we could kill the deal before it ever started because that's how deals go to die is when you show a demo, provide pricing, and then never hear back. Yeah. And I could, you could actually copy and repeat that for several other deals doing that, that same framework. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much can get done when you just look to have a candid conversation, like a human conversation with your prospects, right? We, there's, there's like a formal side of it, but I love how you're walking into these executive meetings just trying to understand right? Just trying to have a conversation, not trying to press your agenda on anybody, because typically that just makes you seem much more relatable. It makes you more trustworthy. It makes it easier to have those, those discussions and those conversations. Um, so we've talked a little bit about how, you know, the program has helped and, um, you know, assisted your career, but how has the principles that you've learned in the program impacted your life outside of work as well? Yeah. So it's, it's helped a lot, especially um, more than half of the first year on the personal development side. So the first thing I would say is the the mindset and habits helped me be more productive during the day 
which gave me more time to spend with my family and other pursuits. Mm. The second thing it did, which is kind of at a deeper level, is as I started, started spending more time being productive and something that I said I was really interested in, I realized that to really be successful at what I'm doing now, I have to be all in. And so what that means is I need to eliminate distractions outside of work and during work. And most people think of it just during work. So outside of work, other interests, and in this case, um, things like kind of small uh, small business or a side hustle type of thing, I realized weren't really ge uh, generating or yielding the ROI compared to what I could get if I applied it all in in my day job. And so that was kind of an unexpected um, epiphany I had during the time. And so I discussed that with my wife, who that was taking, honestly, a lot of our time, too, out of quality family time, because my wife and I were discussing more as business partners, right, this kind of side pursuit that took a lot of time, effort, and money. And um, it's something that just naturally came as a conclusion to me and my wife that we want to be more active, or sorry, more passive in some of our other business interests and have more quality time with each other and with the kids uh, on weekends and things like that. And then I can even go a step further is now having done this program almost a year, some of the habits and things, the productivities that I've learned, um, I've been able to share some of that with my wife who's starting her career as a realtor now, or I should say picking back up right after kind of a, a break. Um, and so I'm starting to teach some of that a little bit, which is helping me. And then one other thing is it's really sparked um, interest in in more personal development. It's almost like, a, you know, so I'm reading more, more books um, to help myself help others, right? I'm rewiring my brain, if you want to call it that, that's some of the things to kind of think differently. Um, and what I mean by that is, getting outside of my own head. Some of this comes from meditation. Some of it comes from just things I worked on with Ian. Um, and some of it just took time to, to understand. And when I say that as being more aware or present in conversations, thinking more about others and from their point of view, um, people can say that, but actually rewiring your brain to do that takes a lot of time and, and effort to do that. So that's, you know, I can give more details, but the, at a high level, those are some of the, the areas. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, the to see the improvement in family time and the focus on the main thing, that's something that I, that I talk about consistently is you got to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, for me, when I realized that I needed to make a change in my career, I actually had to turn off this podcast for a little bit because I was like, all right, I'm getting too distracted. I'm too all over the place. Got to keep the main thing, the main thing and go all in on my career so that I can reap the results I want, you know, get to a place that I want where I can do everything else, the other things with a little bit more freedom and mental peace. Um, so it's awesome to see you apply that, get more time with your family. Um, and, and I love to hear it. You also decided to renew for a second year um, with us. So tell me more about what went behind that decision and um, why you decided to to come back to us again, which we're, we love that you are. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Some of the stuff I worked through 
with you know at the beginning were um you know deep personal development tests that that took a long time to work on and what's interesting is you know when i first signed up for the program i was thinking uh initially in financial terms uh, i'm gonna sign up and then make x amount of dollars and that's going to lead to more finance it was pretty much all dollars focused for me and the reasons i'm renewing have much less to do with that um although i expect that will happen um and certainly in fact i think that'll uh, happen pretty easily so i'm saying this is i want to continue the journey um i realize that if you look at where ian was five or six years ago and i've heard his story you know a couple times he talks about it openly it wasn't in 12 months he you know did this personal development he improved his life personally he reached uh president's club or number one at the company and he did all this in a healthy right way that that was a four or five year journey mm -hmm. uh, i shouldn't expect to change everything all at once and so if the last year has been more personal development for me year two is going to be now that i've built this foundation which is going to be much better to move forward with um more more sales tactics more application um and then locking in the new habits and personal development that i've formed i want to master it not just have tried it a few times i could but I don't think I'll be nearly as successful than if I continue. I think he has more to teach, right? I, I don't think um, you can distill everything into a couple of hours or even a year. Um, so it's also part of that focus where a year one was really heavy on personal development, specifically mindset and habits mm -hmm. and a little bit of sales tactics, if you will. The next year, it's going to be taking that further yeah. to the point where my goal is by the end of this, I'll have the skill set, I'll have the habits and mindset ingrained. So I'm not even thinking about it, right? That's like riding a bike. That's the first thing. The second thing will be I'll be operating at a strategic AU level. So yeah. I'll be operating again, kind of subconsciously at the highest level that I'm capable of doing. And those habits will be ingrained as well. Yeah. And then yeah. anything extra is kind of gravy because he's always adding things to the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, look, there's always more to teach, but there's always more to learn, right? It's a never ending journey of continuous improvement, which is why you're here, why I'm here, why, why we have so many members in the program um, to continue sharpening that axe and, and improve ourselves with, you know, our personal development and who we are on a day to day basis and improve on our. On our careers so i love this chat jonathan um if you had one piece of advice to help our listeners achieve their next big win what would it be just make it about your your customer make sure it's it's all about the pain again that's my favorite you know um to get the next big win you've got to really know your customer You've got to find out what the pain points are. You've got to let them identify those through curiosity and then help lead them to what they, they stand to gain personally and professionally and at the company. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you can accomplish those things, you'll, you'll definitely have your next big deal. 
That's a great way to to sign it off. Um, appreciate you having having you on this on this episode, Jonathan. To my listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of Winning Streaks, and look forward to seeing you all on the next one.